everybody. I'm Rob Thomas with Club and Resort Business, and welcome to another episode of Club and Resort Talks. Today's episode is sponsored by the Chambers. Uh, for more than 20 years, um, the underlying philosophy of the H Chambers company has always been to be and provide the best. Since 1899, Chambers has evolved from its humble beginnings in interior design to become an award-winning planning and designing firm specializing in private clubs, hospitality, design, and related markets. Learn more at chambersusa.com. That being said, I'd like to introduce you to our senior editor, Phil Karen. Phil, how's it going? Good. I'm doing well, Rob. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Hey, Phil, uh, this week we've been posting a lot of articles uh, from our top-ranked fitness and wellness submissions. Um, big, 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 right? So we've got Addison Reserve, Bonita Bay Club, the Landings, Palo Alto Hills Golf and Country Club, and Ballon Isles, I'm oh, sorry, yeah, Ballon Isles Country Club posted on our website right now. You can go ahead to clubandresortbusiness.com to, uh, to read about all of those clubs as well as look at the rankings, um, how they came through with our field of judges. Phil, you've been very active in um, top ranked this year. What have your, what's your takeaway, Ben, with the uh, fitness and wellness aspect? Well, with fitness and wellness, I thought it was um, interesting uh, the way we're um, kind of going back to what my column talked about. We're kind of geared toward uh, offering uh, fitness, health, wellness opportunities for people, uh, not just of all ages, but also of all ability levels too, whether you were, you know, you were a big time athlete in high school and now you just want to continue um, with sort of a high level of workouts and fitness, or if you're somebody that didn't do that growing up and now you want to try to get into it, obviously for the health benefits, uh, there's opportunities for, you know, each, each person I just described there and everybody in between at all of these places. And that's what was very impressive to me about uh, what they're offering. The facilities are amazing, but at the same time, the uh, the people side of it was very impressive to me as well in, in doing those, putting together those stories to find out about how much they're focused on not just people's physical well-being, but mental well-being as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. You're 100% correct. And teasing to our uh, guest today, we're going to be sp speaking to uh, Robin Shelton, uh, general manager at the Huntington Beach Country Club in California. But he had also talked about that being one of the trends going forward. Uh, it's no longer just 24-hour fitness or lifetime fitness, whatever club you belong to. The, um, the your, your country club, your private club, is now offering uh, really, I mean, comparable facilities uh, as far as getting your exercise on. But it's more than that. It's uh, also the wellness aspect with um, with food and beverage. Uh, spas, meditation, relaxation, yoga. Uh, it's really a, a one-stop shop now. So um, good, good on our industry for uh, recognizing that and, and, and taking it to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's, it's exciting and it's something um, that I hope continues going forward. Yeah. So what else we have going on in the top ranked program right now? Well, quite a bit going on. Um, coming up, actually, as a reminder, everybody, listening to the podcast, the deadline for clubs to submit entries for our top ranked uh, racket facilities uh, program is coming up on Friday, May 19th. So clubandresortbusiness.com, clubs can uh, submit entries for that. 
Uh, so we'll look forward to seeing what uh, clubs are offering in terms of those types of facilities. Uh, but also here at Club and Resort Business, we recently finished our May issue, which does have another installment of Top Ranked, has Top Ranked Aquatics and Pools listings. Uh, and actually those rankings, we don't have articles up yet, but the, the rankings, if you will, are up on our website at clubandresortbusiness.com. And actually just briefly, real quick, uh, the top five this year, five, number five was Broken Sound Club in Boca Raton, Florida. Number four, Champions Run in Omaha, Nebraska. Three was the Landings Golf and Athletic Club in Savannah, Georgia. Two, Hunters Run Country Club in Boynton Beach, Florida. Uh, and then coming in at number one was Clubs of Kingwood in Kingwood, Texas. So congratulations to all of them uh, on receiving this honor this year. I feel like I missed the opportunity to give you a drum roll, Phil. Oh, I know. <laughs> I thought of that as I was trying to drum it up a little bit in my voice inflection on number one. But yes, Clubs of Kingwood. And speaking of that, I'm looking forward to speaking with uh, Patrick Pettit, uh, general manager of Clubs of Kingwood, as well as Katie Stowers. She's uh, director of the club's uh, fitness and sports center. And that'll be part of an upcoming uh, Club and Resort Talks podcast. The other thing was, I, want, I thought it'd be interesting to note, there were sort of some reoccurring characteristics of the clubs that appear in the top five for the top ranked aquatics and pools um, that I think would be interesting to point out. Um, often they seem to be offering multiple pools, you know, like a separate pool available for adults who don't want to, you know, adults might want to swim laps and they don't want to have kids splashing all around them all the time. Uh, commitment, back to kind of what I was, we were talking about a moment ago with fitness center, sort of this commitment at the aquatics level of offering something for everyone as well. Um, swim lessons for young young people, swim and dive team, of course, but also plenty of classes for adults, aqua physical therapy, scuba classes. I saw paddleboard yoga, poolside spin, all kinds of interesting uh, classes offered there. Also a water park setups common with water slides and a splash pad. And of course, but I guess we shouldn't really uh, take it for granted all these places, particularly the ones though that made the top five here, events, parties, activities at the pool, at the water parks, utilizing as much as possible to kind of, I don't know, I guess bring a sense of community to uh, to the club and to the membership. So all those things kind of stood out to me as as themes at the aquatic, with the aquatic uh, facilities, particularly the ones that made the top five this year. Well, I was just at the Broken Sound Club and mm -hmm. I can attest to their uh, their pool facility. It's it's spectacular. It's uh, I can see it's it's the reason they did make that top five. Uh, zero entry, water slide, a splash pad. I mean, you you name it. Uh, it's got everything. And I happen to notice when you were uh, naming the top five that um, there's one that's doubling up. The landings, right? They were top five in the fitness and wellness. Yeah. Top five now in aquatics. I wonder if they're gonna be top five in rackets. I don't know. Uh, we'll see because, you know, the submissions haven't all been coming in, but maybe uh, an early leader in the club of the year running. I don't know. Could be, could be. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. I, I noticed that as well. So that's, that'll be interesting to follow and see if, see where we end up with that. Um, but yeah, it was uh, interesting to see the, the sort of the common threads there. The other thing I was going to mention real quick about that, Rob, was that um, when we're talking about the great facilities, but um, the other issue is, of course, that sort of this um, sense of belonging, feeling of community at a club, 
Um, Patrick Pettit, when I talked with him already once for the the article that appears in the magazine, he talked about one of their goals being serving as a home away from home for their members. So with that in mind, they actually made a big change last year, which actually I look forward to talking with him about for the Club Resort Talks podcast. In their lifeguard program, they made a change to where I guess before they were using contracted lifeguards. Last year, they changed the program to where uh, they were hiring lifeguards who kind of became, who did become club employees. So there was sort of a sense of uh, investment in what was going on and more, more sense of ownership from the employees. And he said, while it costs more in terms of dollars and cents, it uh, paid off because he said when they did a fall survey last year after the water park, after the water park season, um, of all the areas of the club, the water experience, water park experience was the most improved in terms of member feedback. So again, even though it costs more in terms of money, he feels obviously it paid off because it gave, uh, I don't know, maybe perhaps a better sense of a bond between members and uh, staff members. In this case, of course, the lifeguards. Matt, looking forward to hearing what he has to say. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah, definitely. Speaking of a lot of um, fun, clubs are um, really going above and beyond right now. And we just recently posted an article on the website uh, about a club that's doing a little more, a little extra, maybe a little nip prior to the round. <laughs> Tell us a little something about that, Phil. Yes, that was a fun one. We had talked about that a little bit before. Uh, Palm Beach National Golf Club in Lake Worth, Florida, focused on fun. Uh, music playing on the range while you're warming up. You can practice hitting balls into a sort of beer pong themed targets of you got red and blue barrels stacked on the side, on their sides. Um, you can, yes, and as you were mentioning, you can enjoy a, a free shot of flavored rum before you start your round, if you'd like, as well. Uh, also, I noticed in the story, the walk to the pro shop, to the old pro shop that's on site now, you pass a beach-themed themed area with wooden chairs, pink flamingos, and a sign that reads, here for a good time. It's kind of interesting. It kind of reminds me of, uh, I don't know a surfer's mindset more than a golfer's mindset, but I think it's kind of fun. Um, like the, the, the vice president, Mike Dahlstrom, he's the VP of paradigm golf group that run the course. Uh, he said, our mission is to attract gol- all golfers, both traditional and non-traditional. And I think this would probably be more in the non-traditional variety. Um, and he, cause he also, speaking of surfer, right. he talks about creating a vibe there too, which also which he describes as being a collection of all people's energy, enthusiasm, personalities, character, all grouped into one to create a really fun spot. And I do like it because I I played golf a long time, but as you and I know, golf sort of has a reputation of being kind of stodgy and traditional and, uh, you know, not always the most fun thing to do. (laughs) I shouldn't say I don't enjoy it, but, but not fun in the way we just, the way I just described what he's presenting there. That's a different, type of fun that isn't typically associated with golf, but it's kind of fun that he decided to uh, associate in that way. And to make a quick Caddyshack reference, I was thinking about this. This is kind of like if Rodney Dangerfield's character in Caddyshack started a club, it might look a little bit like this one here in uh, Lake Worth, Florida. Yeah, the Nash, right? They call it the Nash. We're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. That's right. There you go. All right. Well, let's get down there and try some of that flavored rum. I would love to do that. Only one very small shot for me. Otherwise, that my shots off the tee aren't aren't going to be looking too good. 
Yeah, I'd like to see if I can save that for the 19th hole. Yeah, that's more what I like to do, right? For sure. All right, Phil. Hey, man, thank you. Thank you for your time. Let's um, get right to Robin Shelton without uh, further ado. And uh, he can talk because he's going to be writing a, a column for us uh, in an upcoming issue. Uh, but he's also written several columns already for us. And we talked a little bit about those. And uh, talk about a $6 million renovation that he's completed of their golf course and driving range. So a lot to talk about with, uh, with Robin out there in uh, Southern California. Let's get to it. Hello, I'm Rob Thomas with Club and Resort Business and the Club and Resort Talks podcast. And I'm here with Robin Shelton, CCM, PGA Master Professional and General Manager at Newport Beach Country Club in California. Robin, welcome to the podcast. Rob, it's, uh, it's awesome to be here. And thanks for the opportunity to uh, spend some time with you. No, thank you. I'll tell you what. Uh, you guys just wrapped up a uh, $6 million golf course and range renovation. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's something that has uh, been on the radar screen for a little bit, and we basically touched every single bunker on our golf course. Uh, we redid three greens, totally redid them. We went from 63 bunkers to 85 bunkers on our golf course. Uh, we did all of the exterior landscapes. We redid some cart paths. We added some turf to some greens. Uh, and then totally redid our driving range and opened up to rave reviews from our members. We also host the Champions Tour, uh, Hogue Classic every year, and extra validation from the Champions Tour players who raved about it as well. So it's uh, it's been really cool. What was the impetus behind the uh, renovation? Just uh, it was time? Oh, man, long story, but I'll make it as, as quick and direct as possible. So I've been here. Uh, about two years. And when I got here, that was right in the thralls of COVID. And there was talk about an irrigation system project. And, you know, what, what better thing to do when you've been a GM for 60 days and say, hey, I heard there was talk about an irrigation system. Can we bring that back? Uh, our owner said, yes, we started working on it and that concept. And we were talking about irrigation. Then you're like, hey, bunkers better be in the right place. And the T's better be right. And everything else better be right. And so next thing you know, we're doing greens, we're doing teas, bunkers, irrigation system. And we came back with a $12 million price tag and was like, that's, that's probably a little much to, to bite off right now. And so I said to our owner, I said, why don't we do everything but the irrigation system? Superintendent kicks me under the table and I'm still feeling that kick to this day. Um, but we just said, hey, everything, you know, it's like the engine in a car. Uh, nobody looks under the hood, but as long as it's working and people are happy, let's go with what you can taste, touch, and feel uh, and do the sexy part of it. So that's how we got to everything but the irrigation system and turned out fantastic. So I guess we should have the superintendent on the next podcast. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, he might uh, he'll kick me under the table type thing, but you can get his point of view. Uh, yeah. But it's still something that's on the radar screen, just, just not right away. Terrific. As long as you haven't forgotten about him. No, not, not at all. He's, he does an incredible job. He's always say he's an incredible agronomist, uh, but better human being and just a great guy to work with. That's, that's, that's couldn't be have much more of a uh, combination for you. Yeah, I feel, I feel incredibly fortunate Bless Scott Dye is his name uh, and just an incredible, um, I don't want to say partner to work with, but just makes the club a better place every day. All right. Shout out to Scott. He's, he's the best of the best. All right. Fantastic. Hey, you've written uh, a few columns for us over the uh, recent years, and I want to touch upon some of the topics you've done so you can maybe share your expertise and your experience with uh, maybe people, GMs or uh, club professionals across the industry who haven't read those. 
Uh, first off, you're talking about uh, creating a new training standard. Uh, you added a training manager and assistant director of food and beverage slash training. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, why the training standards and uh, how that's kind of bared out over the last couple of years. You know, like I said, I've been here a little over two, you know, about two and a half years. And, um, you know, our club, uh, we're pretty fortunate. Uh, we're owned by one family and uh, there's no boards, no committees. And all they want is, is their club to be great. And they say, hey, go, go make it great. And I think we, as an industry, we probably all have a knack. Uh, unfortunately, what happens where we just say a new person gets hired and we say, go to work. Uh, here's your uniform and go follow a little Johnny around and do what he does. Uh, and we say there, there, there's got to be a better way. There's, there's got to be a better way. Um, so we created a, a training manager. Uh, Melanie Stackley is our training manager. She's been here at the club for 20 years in accounting, uh, created this idea. And she said, hey, I am all in and, and want to do it. And, you know, we're still massaging it every day to make it better. And it's been a really good thing that we get great reviews from our staff. And I think we're, we're a better club because of it. Yeah, that's that's a terrific way to go about it. Obviously, you don't want to just kind of throw people in the, into the fire and say, "Hey, save yourself," right? And and we've and Melanie's done a, a really nice job coming up with a, a, an onboarding program. Um, hey, a, I mean, our first ninety days uh, is is pretty solid. And you know, one of the things that we didn't foresee that's been really good, kind of through our first ninety days. Um, is it also weeds out the people who we really wouldn't want to, to be here because we put them through, uh, I wouldn't say a, a strange, there's a lot of follow-up to make sure that, hey, they're going to be the right person. They buy into our culture and be somebody who, who wants to be here. So it's been, uh, it's been really, really good. Yeah, I suppose it's not uncommon to put our best foot forward during the interview process, but maybe the real person shines through as, as you get going, right? I mean, you know, I'm not, not trying to degrade anybody, but um, it's good that you guys are, are seeing the fruit of this, you know, kind of bear out over the, over the time. Yeah. And it's been, like I say, it's been, it's been really good and we keep tweaking it and making it, it making it better. Um, and one of the things that Melanie has produced for us now um, is kind of what we call our ocean onboarding. Uh, it's an acronym and it's kind of, Hey, the first five days of, Hey, and because we're in Newport beach, we're by the water ocean made sense. Um, so, you know, our first day is called O for onboarding. Um, and we do, hey, the basic onboarding that, that most clubs will do to make sure you're ready to go and understand where things are. Uh, C, day two, uh, that kind of stands for culture and really get, uh, spend about three to four hours understanding our culture and how things work here at the club. Um, e is our third day of engagement. And we just kind of realized that um, all of our staff engage with members, but we don't teach them how to engage or how to talk to members or how to communicate with them. Um, and it was just kind of the, you know, the figurative light bulb went off one day, um, you know, and then day four is, you know, kind of the alignment piece of it to make sure, hey, you understand your goals and you're fitting in. Uh, and then day five was, and is for, for navigation and make sure that, hey, you understand uh, this is make sure it's a good fit for us. It's a good fit for you and that, hey, we can make sure you're good for the future and you can navigate your way um, into the club. Uh, and then we do a 30 day review and a 75 day review. So it's been a really good start to get people going. And then food and beverage, totally separate, um, but doing a really uh, good job there. That's pretty extensive. Do they, uh, I was going to ask you, uh, you brought that up, if uh, food and beverage, maintenance, uh, golf ops, is everybody within the uh, the ocean, do you have different, obviously different ways to train? 
but uh, do, you, do you kind of follow that same blueprint for every new employee? Yeah, so everybody goes through it. It's slightly different just because right, we talk, let's just talk about, you know, the engagement piece and how you communicate with members and talk with members, right? The valet is going to be far different than the greens mower and far different than somebody's back of the house kitchen type thing. Uh, so, yeah, we do kind of uh, make it different based upon the, the position and the role and how much interaction, how much engagement you're having with members. Hey, we've been talking about your team, new team members. You had written about the best performing team. Uh, people think, okay, Tom Brady's Patriots, uh, Michael Jordan's Bulls, uh, Magic, and uh, the and the the Lake Show, right? The um, you go those on and were, on and on. Those were the, some great teams. Yeah, Babe Ruth and uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to I'm drawing a blank here. I'm going to say Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris. I was going to uh, say Babe Ruth and Yankees dynasty. Yes, okay, they've had plenty of dynasties, um, but. You're not talking about that kind of team. You had talked about maybe the Navy SEALs and what they bring as far as their training and their teamwork. Can you expound upon that a little bit? Yeah, it was a really great conversation where I just asked our, our, our team, our staff, I said, hey, who's the greatest performing team in the history of the world? And everybody went to all of those teams you mentioned. Take a step back and we're like, you know, we don't talk about the Navy SEALs. Like the Navy SEALs always win, always perform always get the bad guys. Uh, let's study what they do. Let's learn a little bit about what they do. Uh, and it was really um, not to use the light bulb kind of concept over your head going off again, but it was like, hey, let's learn more about what the Navy SEALs ha have done. Um, so we had a, a Navy SEAL come here, a guy named Brett Gleason. Who's done a, you know, he's wrote a number of books and speaks, um, came here and spent some time with us and just continue to you know, understand what makes the Navy SEALs uh, so great. And there's a ton of takeaways from them. Um, but I think if you if you want to make your team better, uh, it's definitely worth studying and learning a little bit about the Navy SEALs. That's terrific. And Lou Gehrig was the name I was trying to pair with Babe Ruth. So any baseball fans out there screaming at the, the computers, hey, Lou Gehrig, Lou Gehrig. That's what I was talking about. Uh, so what did your what did your employees then take from that uh, the conversation with the Navy SEALs? Uh, have you seen any kind of a, a response? Nobody's, you know, threatening to drown anybody else, right? I mean, we're talking. No, we're, no, nobody's threatening, but there, there's a lot of, you know, the Navy SEALs have, have a credo, which is, is pretty cool. Um, but I think there's also some things that you take away that were like, um, you know, one of them that resonates with me was the Navy SEALs have a phrase that says all in all the time. Um, and it's just, it's a level of commitment. Um, which is incredible, right? So their commitment is huge. Um, their trust of each other is incredible. And, you know, they'll talk about, hey, would you rather have a, a person on your team who's a higher performer? Or would you rather somebody has a little bit less performance, but a higher level of trust? And they will take trust all day, every day. Uh, and they talk about, hey, you can tell pretty quickly who is going to succeed in the Navy SEALs. You know, it's not the person who's six foot four with half the body fat percentage. It's the person who uh, generally makes sure that everybody else is doing okay uh, and everybody's with it. So there's a level of trust and a level of commitment um, that the Navy SEALs have. And that's what really makes the SEALs great and makes the individual SEAL you know, stand out uh, when they genuinely care more about the team than themselves. Hey, one of my, one of my best friends in high school, Scott Neal was a Navy SEAL. And uh, Scott Neal, the Navy SEAL, I realized that. 
and uh, God rest his soul, he died too soon. But um, that whole trust thing, you could always trust my buddy, we call him rookie. We can always trust rookie with anything we needed. So he was, he epitomized the Navy SEAL mantra. And uh, I love that, that you wrote about the Navy SEALs. Okay. It was, um, you know, I, I love the opportunity to, to write and share. And I think that's what makes, uh, or one of the things that make our industry so great is that all of us are willing to share and talk about ideas and learn from one another, um, borrow an idea and, you know, sometimes even rip, rip off an idea to be able to use at your club or your place. It, rising tide lifts all ships, right? Sure does. Absolutely does. We're all in this together. Hey, uh, last thing you wrote about for us, and spoiler alert, you're writing some more for us, so we're going to have some more topics to go above. But the last thing you had written was about me member integration and how that will boost retention. Can you talk a little bit about what you guys are doing at Newport Beach Country Club? Uh, we would love to. And I think, you know, I, I just alluded to kind of ripping off an, an idea. And, you know, I, I learned an idea called the road method. Uh, R-O-A-D, and stood for rip off and duplicate. Um, and, you know, we've all seen other ideas. You've all seen something from their club. But hey, sometimes you can take that and massage it and tweak it to become a little better and be a better fit for your club. Um, so I got something from a mentor of mine named Greg Patterson about new member orientation. Um, and I think knew this the way that we do it. Like I, said, I took Greg's idea, ripped it off, modified it, made it a little bit better. Um, and the short version, every new member, when they join the club, they go through an orientation with me and I send them a, a 30 question PowerPoint for lack of a better word or example, they study it. Uh, and then when they, when we go, we go over it and every question of that 30 question, they get right. They get uh, a drink ticket, a guest pass, a free dinner, a dessert, an entree and event pass. So it really helps them get integrated into the club. But really what it is, it's uh, designed to say, uh, hey, here are the rules of the club that you need to know without making it feel rulesy. And the other part of it, what's kind of hidden in there is the importance of member sponsorship, that you have a duty and obligation uh, to do, uh, to refer members and support members uh, and sponsor members into the club. And, you know, they always walk out of the orientation being like, I got somebody or there's going to be somebody. Um, so it's, it's kind of the secret sauce, I'd say, of, of getting members to support, uh, refer, uh, and sponsor members in the club in the future. Love the road method. Uh, I remember as I was going and posting that, reading it over and over again, and that got a lot of interaction on our uh, website. So uh, congratulations to you and your mentor, because that's a fantastic idea that I hope people will take going forward. Well, spoiler alert, I may have a, a road 2.0 version. I've got another one that I think that's a, a lot of value um, that, hey, we could all use to, to maybe become better. And, uh, you know, not sure how much to, to spoil, but I think it'll be pretty good and have some application for, uh, for club managers. Ooh, looking forward to it. And I'll tag it when we, uh, when we post that. I will tag it within this. So when people are watching this, and they're going to say, oh, I wish I could have. Oh, just click the link and it'll be there for you. But hey, uh, let's get you out on this one. Uh, look in your crystal ball, uh, if you will, five years down the road, 10 years down the road. What do you see at Newport Beach Country Club and as an industry as a whole? Any changes, uh, any alterations, any, any you know, groundbreaking things on our horizon? You know, well, hey, I, I remain very bullish on, on golf. I remain bullish on, hey, the people are going to keep playing golf. People are continuing to be interested. Um, I don't see any signs of slowing or, or stopping. Um, so I just, I don't, 
I don't see that anyway. So I think golf's going to continue to boom and continue to to grow. And I think when you look at the golf landscape, when there's been um, significant changes um, to the amount of golf for people playing, it's been a huge exterior influence. Um, and I just don't see that huge exterior influence of, uh, of you know, happening. Uh, as far as the rest of the clubs go, I think the trends are going to continue, right? Health, wellness, fitness um, are, are a big deal. And, you know, you think of, you know, what are other industries doing? What are other things evolving into? And um, right when I think of the fitness space, right, it's not just 24-hour fitness anymore. You know, it's the Orange Theories. It's the F45s um, that I think, hey, our fitness has to get, um, continue to go down that route. And then I also think, hey, from the wellness standpoint, there's so much more happening with um, pre-made meals, chef meals, um, that I think there's going to continue to be kind of that um, focus as well, that the lifestyle health piece uh, has to be better dining options at the club, and also some things to take home and, and take away and kind of do some pre-made stuff at home. Evolve and adapt, right? That's, uh, that's always the secret, right? You, you can't just keep doing the, the same thing. Terrific. Hey, I really look forward to it. And I look forward to reading your next article. And uh, thank you very much for uh, participating in this episode of the podcast and look forward to hearing everything coming forward. Well, hey, thanks for the time. Thanks for the opportunity to share and always love uh, talking about clubs and talking about hospitality, because uh, it's the it's the greatest industry uh, on the planet to be able to make people smile uh, and make people happy every single day. I agree. Thank you, Robin. All right. Thank you, Rob.